Welcome to Prairie Craft Almanac, a podcast exploring craft, nature, and simple living. From discussions on sewing and knitting to sharing valuable resources to just chatting about what's going on in the garden or studio, this is where I like to talk about all things creative. I'm your host, Leanne, and once again, it has been too long since we've chatted. But I'm here today and I thought we could do some catching up. I also wanted to share a few book recommendations, talk about building this community we have here, and tell you about a few resources on my blog that you might find helpful. I'd also like to give a shout out to one of my awesome listeners, so stay tuned. Hello, how are you? I hope you are really quite well, and I do apologize for neglecting the show. It's, well, we'll get to that in a bit. Because first of all, I want to share a couple of important things with you from the blog in case you haven't seen them yet. If you are interested in shopping local and you happen to be a fellow Kansan, I have created a directory of artists, crafters, and makers who are all located here in the Sunflower State. So if you are a Kansan and you want to keep your gift shopping local this holiday season, this is a great starting point, if I do say so myself. I am very excited about this and proud of this list because you know I love to promote local artists and the artists listed have some really great handcrafted items available in their shops. It is not an advertisement of any sort. I'm not sponsored by them. This wasn't anything you have to pay to be in. It's just me listing my favorite artists and then also discovering some new ones and listing them in one convenient location so that others can shop local. If you are not a Kansan but still want to shop local in your community, I also want to share a really simple but not real widely known tip for shopping local and discovering local makers. If you want to shop local using Etsy, just search for the item as you normally would, but then also click the button at the upper left part of your screen that says filter, or depending on how you've been browsing or searching, the filters will already be displayed on the left side of your screen. If you scroll down toward the end of all the filter options, you'll see a menu that says shop location. Now just select that button that says custom and enter your location. You can use your city or state or even your whole country, and this will bring up items from makers in that area. And the second item I want to share with you is that I've created a small ebook for anyone who's interested in setting up their own online craft business. This is a free download and you don't have to sign up for anything to gain access to it. And I also don't try to sell you a class at the end either because I don't have classes to sell. Um, This book is just my perspective coming from my personal experience of having a craft business online. I touch on branding, selecting a platform, things to be mindful of when setting up your shop and also your social media pages, and other considerations like, for example, whether you should have your own website and so on. This is not an all-encompassing guide by any means, but more of an outline and sort of jumping point for anyone who may not know exactly where to even begin. It can seem overwhelming, especially if you've never sold anything online before. But I really feel the best way you can approach it is to just jump in, start slowly, and learn as you go. There are some things you'll want to think about before launching, but you really don't have to have it all figured out. And honestly, you won't be able to figure out a lot of things until you do begin. As always, I will be sure to include links to these things in the show notes. 
So aside from that, what have I been up to? Uh, I've mostly still been catching up on orders which have slowed down a bit. I'm also trying to plan a bit for next year because I know my videos, my blog, this podcast, I've really been inconsistent with all of those things. Maybe it's more accurate to say I have been consistent in not posting. Yeah, I think that probably sums it up. There have been a number of factors in me not producing that much content, um, including just life stuff. But ever hopeful as I am, I am aiming to become a little more consistent. My goal is to get to a point, now don't laugh, where I'm doing the podcast twice a month instead of maybe once every two months. And while I'm talking about myself, I want to say thank you so very much to everyone who has subscribed to my YouTube channel because a few days ago I hit 1,000 subscribers and I'm just, I'm so grateful and honestly can hardly believe it. So again, I want to say thank you. I really do appreciate that. One thing that kind of makes podcasting somewhat frustrating in terms of knowing who your listeners are and who the people in your community are is that while there are so many different platforms where you can listen, there isn't any one place where subscribers can comment or even just like a post um, or an episode. Some listeners might be following me on Instagram or following the blog or whatever, but the podcast platform itself makes it so that a listener really has to go out of their way to comment on anything that I might have talked about. So unlike, say, Instagram, where a post is there and you can quickly comment and give your feedback, on a podcast platform, you can't just do that. Um, so sometimes it's difficult for me to know exactly what information you might find the most useful. So I guess this is my uh, call to action, as they say. If you have a request or thoughts on something or any comment at all about the podcast, or maybe you just would like to share what you're up to, please get in touch with me. I know it's a little extra work, but if you find me on Instagram or Facebook, or even just email me at mothandrustdiy at gmail.com, you can let me know how you're feeling and what would be useful to you on the podcast. Also, this is an idea I'm stealing from Katie Steckley of the Creator Club. If you are really enjoying the podcast and you'd like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please, please be sure to include your Instagram handle or your shop name or website or whatever so that I can give you a shout out because I would love to do that. I'd love to make this little community of Prairie Craft Almanac listeners a bit more visible and share the wonderful things that you guys are up to as well. And guess what else? I'm going to give a shout out right now. So back in 2019, when I was doing this podcast, sort of um, in a video form, I did a segment on my friend Christy from Reclectic Goods because she is, as I would say, an expert crocheter, among other things. All of her work is amazing. But she makes a lot of capes and collars and all sorts of things from original historical patterns, which is just incredible to me. I absolutely love seeing what Christy's up to. So if you're a history buff, a reenactor, or just love fashion and craft and amazing handiwork, you too can be wowed by her by following her on Instagram at Reclectic, which is R-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C underscore goods. One of the things I have been obsessing about 
is regenerative agriculture or growing things, whether it's plants or animals, in a way that is not only non-destructive, but also healing. If you've listened before or are familiar with my blog, you know I've always loved gardening and nature, but it has really of late become an obsession. I recently finished reading Folks This Ain't Normal by Joel Salatin of Polyface Farms, which is a farm that, as they state on their website, arguably represents America's premier non-industrial food production oasis. And that sounds like a bold claim, but what they're doing does look pretty amazing. Um, Basically, Polyface does things differently than the vast majority. They use zero harmful chemical fertilizers. They don't use herbicides or pesticides, hormones or antibiotics, of course. Everything is done in a fashion that mimics nature, and it has been done so for, I think, about 60 years on that farm in such a careful way that they've actually built up and improved the once poor soil that made up their land. They use a method of rotation and grazing that is helpful, not harmful to the land. And even though I'm not actually a farmer, I wanted to learn more about them and their methods, so I also read You Can Farm by Joel Salatin. This book did not directly address how, but it was a really amazing starting point for anyone who thinks they might want to be farmers. But because Mr. Salatin had mentioned some other leaders in regenerative agriculture, I started looking for their books. And I eventually came to the Chelsea Green Publishing website, and I signed up for their newsletter. Well, not too long after this, they had a flash sale. Everything on their site was 50% off, so even though I have a lot I really want to read, I thought I'd seize this moment and pick up a few books, you know, one or two maybe. Well, it was a good sale, but... I was also going to have to pay for shipping unless I bought $100 worth of books. (laughs) So in the end, I bought more than a couple. Um, I ended up buying over $200 worth, but I mean, it was half off, so I saved over $100. I mean, I think that's really responsible spending. (laughs) So with the books I already had and the books I just bought, I have quite a stack to make my way through. I'm very excited about all the books I got, but as difficult as this is for me, I'm going to wait until I finish reading them to talk about each one. But anyway, back to my actual recommendations. So I also finished a book a while back by Cal Newport called Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. And one point I really loved was the way Newport thinks about how to manage your time online. For myself, anyway, and I know for a lot of other people, the sad reality is that time spent on the internet can very quickly become time wasted. But Newport proposes that instead of scheduling breaks from the online distraction time, you should actually schedule blocks specifically for spending online, then avoid being online at all other times. Now, I realize that at first, it might not sound like there's a huge difference, that it sounds more like a matter of semantics, but the author explains this concept a lot better than I do, and I have found that when I approach my time spent online from this angle, it actually does help a lot in reducing distraction. I would definitely recommend checking this book out because, again, Newport does a much better job of talking about this, and there really are a lot of good points in the book about how to manage your time, not just online, but throughout the rest of your everyday life, and he talks about why doing it in this way can work a lot better. And as I've mentioned before, probably numerous times by now, 
your library is a truly amazing but probably underutilized resource. I haven't actually been inside my library for years, but they have a great catalog of ebooks, and anyone with a library card and a reading device can check out these books online. In fact, my library is now set up so that you don't even have to have a library card to check out ebooks online. All you need is a mobile phone number, so if you don't have a library card, check and see if that's an option in your area. Thank you for letting me spend a little bit of time with you today, even though I think I talked about myself probably way too much. This was kind of another catch-up episode, but hopefully as I work toward being more consistent, I won't feel compelled <laughs> to do many more of these. I hope you did enjoy it, and if you did, I hope you'll consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, if you do that please leave your Instagram handle so I can check you out and give you a shout out. You can find me on Instagram at moth underscore and underscore rust and on facebook.com slash moth and rust handmade. And please never be shy about reaching out. Also be sure to check out my free video tutorials on YouTube where you can find me by searching for moth and rust DIY. And of course, you can always visit my blog, mothandrustdiy.com, where you'll find links to everything I just mentioned, as well as free patterns, tutorials, and a lot more. Thank you again for listening. I hope you are well. I hope I'll be talking to you again very soon. And please take care. Music used in today's podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Minuet, Notebook for Anna Magdalena by Aaron Dunn, and Every Time by Katie Kirby are both licensed under a public domain license. I'm not proud of-